Ready to transform from overwhelmed educator to overjoyed author? You're in the right place, my friend. The Amplified Educator Podcast is going to show you how to get your book out of your laptop and into the world where it belongs in a way that leaves you feeling fulfilled, connected, and even excited about teaching again. Amplified Educator is all about you and your book and your voice louder, larger, stronger together. If nobody else tells you today, you rock and keep writing. Let's get started. Hey, talented teacher, welcome to this first episode of the Amplified Educator podcast. This podcast is launching on International Podcast Day, and this podcast is actually a result of having become a published author and taking it to the next level and amplifying my voice. I'm the founder of The Transformed Teacher, which is a podcast and an online community and the name of my online courses and professional development that I offer to schools to help teachers thrive with less stress and more joy. I got into book coaching for teachers in the summer of 2019 when my good friend Carrie Conover of Educators to Educators invited me to offer a giveaway to some teachers at her summer reboot conference. And I designed a course called Write That Book for teachers who wanted to publish books. And I got a lot of interest. And it led to my programs and courses specifically for teachers, principals, anybody who's in education, struggling to juggle it all and manage life as a busy educator who also has this dream inside of you that you want to bring into reality. So this podcast is going to be all about you and your book and simple, actionable steps to help you get it finished and launched and promoted. We're going to be talking all about tips for overcoming procrastination, self-doubt, writer's block, the anxiety, the overwhelming feelings of not knowing where to start. And we're also going to be talking about how to launch your book, how to promote it and market it, all the ways that your book can bring you not just more side income, but also a lot more joy and meaning and purpose in your life. So a little about me, I am a 17-year veteran teacher. I like to say that because I feel like these days it's becoming more and more common to hear people who leave teaching, and I totally get that. It's crossed my mind more than once. And I come back because I'm passionate about the job, and I simply want to teach We get mired down with all the bureaucracy and the demands and expectations. And what I found after publishing my first book, Captured Fireflies, was that having bigger fish to fry and having a passion outside of teaching actually helped me reignite my passion for teaching. It helped me realize how to focus on what really matters and stop worrying about all the junk so that I could actually connect with students and feel happier for them and show up lighter and brighter and better. So that's a little about my story. Now it's time to talk about you. When you're thinking about this wonderful dream that you have in your heart, you know the one I'm talking about, the dream of getting your book out of your head and into your hands. It can feel really overwhelming and kind of scary. And I'm here to hold your hand and show you the way. Because when you dare to follow that nudge of courage, and you step into your fullest power and potential, and you finally write your book, you not only make your vision a reality, 
but you also fuel your passion and your inspiration for teaching and for life. So if you have that gift inside of you that needs to be unleashed, that needs to be shared with the world, if you have a voice that needs to be amplified through your book, you're in the right place, my friend, because we are going to talk all about how you can make time for it, how you can get unstuck, and how you can get motivated to persevere, even with all of your teaching duties and your life obligations, because that something special inside of you that's yearning to be revealed, that adventurous, daring part of you that needs to break free, well, it needs to come out. <laughs> and I'm here to help you because I know how it feels. I know how it feels when you want to make that impact in your classroom and you want to show up as the best educator that you can be and you want to make that difference. But you also feel this calling to experience joy outside of the classroom and to make an impact outside of the classroom without having to quit your job. It's not that you want to leave teaching necessarily. It's just that you know that there's something more inside of you that you want to create. So in this podcast, I am going to share with you a ton of resources and strategies and tools, and I'm going to help you get motivated and I'm going to help reduce all of those overwhelming feelings of confusion and the procrastination. I've been there. I know how it is. And I help my clients who are educators publishing books go through the same thing. But the one thing I cannot give you is time. So I'm going to share with you today the secret to creating more time so that you can go from wishing you were holding that published book in your hands to actually accelerating your progress. Because we don't want you in that place of spinning your wheels anymore. We want you in that place where you've got your book out of your laptop and into the world where it belongs. <laughs> and this can all be done in a way that leaves you feeling fulfilled and connected and excited. So I want to share with you the three steps that you can take today to go from an overwhelmed educator to an overjoyed author. And these are the exact same steps that I share with the clients who are out there publishing their books, starting podcasts of their own, landing podcast interviews, even going on book tours and speaking to groups and even creating online courses from their books. It's really not about the book. It's really not about the book sales. It's really not about all of the things that can happen after you publish a book. It's really about finding your renewed sense of joy and passion. So that's what I want to share with you today is the secret to creating more time to write your book, because that is what we are all craving. And that is what I know we need more of. So we might think that we can make more time by simply filling out our planners and having a fancy new calendar or pretty new pen or waking up three hours earlier or staying up three hours later. But that's actually, it, it can work. But what I'm talking about today is completely different. So before we start, I'm going to share a little bit about what it's like when you're in that place where 
you're really craving the clear direction about what actually works and how to do it successfully because you can hear all of these things out there when it comes to getting your book finished. If you just Google like how to write a book, you hear all of this advice around block out time, write it in your planner, go to a coffee shop, force yourself to write, turn your phone off, close out all the tabs so you don't get interrupted and distracted. And I've been there. I know how that is, but I had to find a way to publish my book without having to give up my passion for teaching or sacrifice quality time with my kids. And I had to find a way to do it without having to exert superhuman willpower and without locking myself in a basement with gallons of coffee while chained to my computer. So the secret to getting the time to finish your book, I'm going to share with you now. I started my first book, Captured Fireflies, in 2006, actually. It was the year after my first year of teaching, and I started writing in a notebook things I wish I'd learned, mistakes I made, and what I learned from them, and what I would do differently. And I started that book, put it away, took it out again a year later, and actually made some real traction on it. I printed it out. I printed out 99 pages of a rough draft, and I hole-punched the pages, and I put them in a blue binder. I felt really good about having 99 pages of a rough draft, but what I did was I let it sit there. And I'll talk about why on another episode. But long story short, I rediscovered that binder a few months before I turned 40. And I thought, wait a minute, I can't believe I put this rough draft away. I actually have something to say here. And I looked at my words with new eyes, with older eyes, because at that point I had been teaching for about 13 years. So I was able to find the motivation and the time to not only finish that book, but publish it and launch it by my deadline, my 40th birthday. So I want to talk to you a little bit about why blocking out time to write doesn't work and why going to a coffee shop to work doesn't work and why good old fashioned willpower doesn't work and why locking yourself in a basement with gallons of coffee while chained to your computer doesn't work. Because when you choose the hard way, which is often something involving using a planner to set aside time to work, it doesn't work because if you don't feel inspired or purposeful about how you're spending your time, it doesn't matter how much time you block off. And the good old fashioned willpower of locking yourself to the computer and uh, drinking gallons of coffee to keep you going, that doesn't work because again, if you don't feel inspired and purposeful, you'll go right back to those distractions and your book will stay in your head or in the computer. In other words, unpublished. So I know that you're looking for the direction. You know, I, I hear from a lot of people in my Write That Book Facebook group and some of my clients, how do I get the motivation? How do I get the direction? And what the secret ingredient is that I find so many writers are missing, and it was the secret ingredient that I somehow rediscovered, I stumbled upon. It's this, it's falling in love with the writing process. Somewhere along the line, I teach 11th grade English. And today during class, one of my students said, I've always been bad at writing. 
And that is a limiting belief that got instilled somewhere along the line that's really damaging, not only for our progress as people, but just our own joy. Because when you first picked up that pencil and you put it to paper, there was a sense of power there. And when you could form letters and you could form words and you show them to your teacher, I have a kindergartner and a third grader, and I can feel myself starting to tear up because I get emotional like that. But it's so beautiful when we learn how to form language and we can use it to communicate. And what breaks my heart is when somewhere along the line, somebody tells us that we don't have what it takes and that we need to just stop with our writing or that it's not good enough or we need to go back to the drawing board or whatever. So when you're in love with an individual or maybe it's just a pet or maybe it's nature or maybe it's a significant other or a spouse or maybe it's a new baby or something, it doesn't have to be a romantic kind of love. I'm saying when you fall in love with something or someone, this is the secret right here. You don't have to worry about making time. When you have a new baby, you don't say, well, gosh, how am I going to find the time to snuggle you? How am I going to find the time to give you kisses on your chubby little cheeks? Or when you fall in love with your husband or your wife or your partner for the first time, you don't worry about, okay, now I've got so much to do. I don't know if I can fit in a date with you. It's like, no, that date becomes the priority. Seeing that person becomes the thing that goes at the top of your list because you're in love. And we forget that we were once in love with writing. We once did it for the pure joy of it. We didn't worry so much about what everybody thought about it. We just did it because we loved it. And somewhere along the line, someone told us that we didn't have permission to fall in love with writing, that writing was for filling out a formulaic prompt for a standardized exam or writing was a thank you note that you were obliged to send to family after your birthday party, <laughs> or writing was for an essay that you had to complete to get into college or whatever. Writing was for a cover letter that you had to do for the job that you wanted. And writing lately has become drudgery for some of us. And we have forgotten that it's about the love. And I'm not even talking about falling in love with writing as in silly, meaningless prompts like go look at that desk and, and write, write a piece that's from the point of view of the pencil on the desk. Maybe you don't think that's silly. Maybe you think that's really worthwhile. <laughs> but even if that's something that you're in love with, go for it. I'm, I'm talking about you writing what is truly on your heart, not just some creative writing group that you're gathered with and everybody's just sort of trying to impress each other and writing something profound so that they'll sound smart and deep. I'm talking about you like getting that pencil and that paper out and letting, or maybe it's a beautiful pen that flows so nicely. You know what I'm talking about? That one? Yeah, that's the one you should get. You know, that kind of paper that just, it feels so great, doesn't it? To just write without worrying about what any other soul on this earth is going to think that's when you're going to write from your soul and that's when you're going to write the real truth 
We're not talking about a creative writing group, which can be fantastic. I'm all about creative writing groups. I'm all about writers' workshops. I'm all about creative writing prompts. I love it, love it, love it. I'm not against those things at all. But I'm challenging you today to sit down with your pen and your notebook, or you can open up that laptop or desktop, open up a Google Doc or a Microsoft Word document, and just write. If you have concerns about somebody reading what you've written, you can actually go to a website called Penzu, P-E-N-Z-U, and you can write in private and you can have like it password protected and things like that. I want you to fall in love with the writing process and I want you to look at your book as a new relationship that you are curious about. Maybe just go on a first date with your book. Maybe just investigate a little bit. We're going to talk next episode about how to clarify your idea, but I want you to be open to the idea that you might be falling in love with your book and the writing process. But first you got to go on a date. <laughs> you got to make that time. And have you ever been on a date where you're dreading it and you're like, I don't want to do this. But remember that when you can create your ideal mate or your ideal companion, you can create your ideal book. This is in your hands. You get to decide whether you're going to get disappointed or whether you're going to be wanting to leave in the middle of dinner and go check out another date and you can maybe pursue another idea. But I want you to challenge yourself to look at your book as a living being with a spirit. And that might sound a little woo woo, but that's okay because that's who I am. And if it's you, then we're in the right place together. <laughs> and when you are totally enjoying the process, that time is going to be a non-issue. Because like I said, when it's time to meet your friend who is your best, best, best buddy for lunch, you don't say, oh, I got to go meet her. This is going to be such a drag. You're thinking, oh, I don't even care. I'm going to get there early because I can't wait, right? Or when you're thinking about going on your favorite hike and you just can't wait to get in the car and drive to the trail or step out your front door and put on your, you got your walking shoes on and you're ready to roll. It's about falling in love, awakening your senses and letting that book talk to you. It's a conversation. I do have to say that my client, Dawn, who is getting ready to publish her book called Ripple Effects, asked me to write the foreword for her book. And I finished it yesterday. I'd been working on it for a few days and I put it away, I'd come back to it, I'd put it away, come back to it. And I finally yesterday just made some time, 25 to 30 minutes to finally just finish it up. And it really felt like it was just coming through me. I felt like a lot of love as I was typing it out and just letting it come through me. And when we do that, that's when the writing that's from our soul can come through. So I dare you today to fall in love with the writing process. This is one of many, many strategies that I'm going to be sharing with you over the course of this podcast. I'm so excited to get started with you. I plan to be around on this podcast until my last breath because I'm so passionate about books and writing and education and teachers who have voices and lifting them and amplifying them. So it starts with love. And if nobody else tells you today, 
you rock and keep writing and I'll catch you next time. Thanks again for tuning in. Bye-bye. Hey, talented teacher. Thanks again so much for joining me for the Amplified Educator podcast today. If you're ready to get your book out of your head and onto the page, I want to invite you to head on over to the transformedteacher.com forward slash blueprint to book your free publish your book blueprint call. And this is going to be a time where you and I will create your personalized blueprint customized just for you so you can get on the road to publishing your book faster. You're going to leave this call with the exact system that my clients have used to hold their published books in their hands so that you can feel focused and more organized and a heck of a lot more clear about exactly how you can go from dreaming about it to did it. So head on over to the transformedteacher.com forward slash blueprint to book your call today. If nobody else tells you today, you rock and keep writing.